And there came a day, a day unlike... Wait, no, that's been done. Hmm. Who knows what evil lurks in... No, that is that other thing. What has yellow skin and rights? Ah, forget it. You're listening to Panelology. Excelsior, oh, damn it. Welcome to episode 129 of Panelology. I'm not a killer AI. I'm Amber. I'm Megan. And both that of makes us... sense if you've listened to last week's episode. I was about to say, which both I'm of guessing us from the look on your behind. face you haven't yet. No, but I, I expected you to say Alex still. Oh. <laughs> no. I mean, I am Alex. Not a killer AI. Are you sure? I gather that. <laughs> well, can anyone really be sure about these kinds of things? <laughs> I'm with you physically in person, so yeah, I kind of assume so. And that's good of you to say, Echo. <laughs> <laughs> the The true test of an AI is that you forget that you're talking to an AI. And Ex Machina is a great movie, everybody. Ex Machina is a wonderful movie. I still need to watch it. For once, a movie I have seen that someone else hasn't. You really should, and you should watch any other Oscar Isaac movie, like, before or after it, because it doesn't look like Oscar Isaac, and it just is such a stark contrast. It's one of the reasons I love him, is that movie alone. Yeah. It's uh, General Hux and and Poe uh, po Dameron fighting over an AI. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, also, there used to be a Twitter account, and I guess it's still there, they're just not active, that would take the dance scene from that movie and superimpose <laughs> other songs over it. That is just one of the greatest pieces of Twitter content ever created. I do love that. They do that for the It Dance, too, from Chapter 1. Nice. <laughs> Let's talk about comics, because I'm on a tight schedule this morning. Yay, rehearsal! Thank you for both coming today. Uh, Devil Within, number one. A new book from... Shit, who is this book from this week? I can't get to it without making all kinds of bad mic noise. Mm, I'm pulling it up. thought it was... I I think it's Black Mask. It is Black Mask, yeah. Cool. Okay. We all read it. What did you two think? I really liked it. I did too. I'm all uh, down for possession stories during the month of October. Yes. Yes. Did either of you read the back matter? I did not yet. No. Apparently this happened to oh. one of the writer's friends. Yes. Are you serious? Yeah. Maybe not exactly as it happens here, <laughs> right. but like apparently in the Philippines there's a strong belief in possession in some areas and uh, a friend of the writer lived in one of those areas and dealt with some of this. That is a thing I have heard about that area of the world in general. Yeah. <laughs> they have very strong beliefs in possession and ghosts and all kinds of interesting things. Which so is... what happens here? Um, who do you want so, to talk about? What I love... Whichever of you gets into it first. What I love most about this is that 
usually in like comics and movies and things like if someone's face is dark or like in shadow or something like it's definitely a sign of something not good or evil or something like that and both of their faces get obscure and like full-on light areas lit areas that's what i'm looking for i had no idea who was going to end up possessed same here i didn't expect it to be the person who was right no um and i loved the use of shadow in this the silhouettes were great yeah no the 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 art and coloration in this are super, super solid. This is one of, I think, a couple of books this week that I'm going to end up saying that about. Where The writing is good, too, but it's the art that really kind of cements everything. Mm-hmm. Yes. They also have a ton of mirrors. I don't like mirrors. <laughs> it's Mirrors always scream bad to me, and this book didn't help that. Does that have anything to do with the anxiety around alternate timelines and parallel universes? Actually, no, this is a completely different fear. (laughs) Okay. Well, then I don't have to worry too much about details when we get to My Little Pony later. Okay. (laughs) Good to know. Because there's a mirror into alternate dimensions. Actually, that's one of two books this week where that's true. (laughs) Good to know. A lot of mirrors in this week's comics, huh? I guess so. Um, I was going to say... I wonder why they have so many mirrors in the first place. Like, it doesn't really explain why her girlfriend has all these mirrors. Well, they do make fun of the creepy hallway and ways they could justify the creepy hallway. Right, and I like that. Yeah. (laughs) But she does say it's her, you know, her partner's mirrors. Yeah. Yeah. Why does she have so many? (laughs) So, my grandfather's second wife, this doesn't answer the question, but this is what I think of when I see lots of mirrors. And I try not to think too hard about it because my grandfather's second wife was Uh-oh. a Broadway dancer before, I guess, she came to, to Dalton. Uh, <laughs> and there is definitely a room in the house they built together that has an entire wall of mirrors. Like, ceiling to floor, wall to wall mirrors. I mean, it could that's... just be because she's a dancer. I yeah, like that's... to think that like that yeah. was a rehearsal room or something, and it, sometimes she had a bar set up in there, although the bar downstairs also had a lot of mirrors, different kind of bar. Um, uh, I mean, I've looked at apartments, especially in Georgia, like there are some apartment complexes that are obsessed with like the dining room having a wall of mirrors and making it ooh. look more open. But I have a creepy hallway, and it has one mirror. And that's all it needs. And it's just to <laughs> double check my lipstick before I leave the apartment. And the light is always on in that hallway. I have mirrors in my bathrooms. Those that's are the only good. places I've ever had mirrors. I typically don't good. have mirrors anywhere else either. This has been Mirror Cast. Mirror Mirror. <laughs> in which no. we reflect on reflective surfaces. I am a terrible pun curious how the uh is this the one with the restraining order yes yes and how that's gonna end up playing into anything i think that her possession is gonna play into it it looks like it's something that's followed her for a while yeah Yeah. this is not the first time this has happened and she doesn't realize it's happening people are like you're being terrible or crazy and she's like but i'm such a nice 
person. Yeah. <laughs> Which is 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 kind of like the inverse of how that plays out in Crowded. Yeah, okay. Uh, which we'll also probably talk about. Maybe and is it still good? Uh, it's early. I'm still working on my coffee. My coffee <laughs> is three shots of espresso with Coke and Aztec oh, chocolate bitters. God. That sounds disgusting. Quite a wake-up call. It's very good, thank you. <laughs> All right, so... Don't uh, knock it till you've tried it. Alex's heart basically becomes a hummingbird. I am in <laughs> rehearsal right now. It's to make up for the, you know, 3 a.m. partying with the other stage managers this oh, week. Oh, gotcha. It was International Stage Managers Day. There are three shows in rep right now. We got together on Wednesday when we were all crossing through the same rehearsal space. You know you're getting old when on Saturday you're still trying to make up for Wednesday. Well... It's more that I also like sleep four hours a night, just in general. But okay, uh, <laughs> if I'm being totally honest, it's I'm an insomniac. Anyway, uh, good, good book. Good, good, good book. book. Yeah. And also, like we've made it, I don't know, five minutes into this without pointing out, it is also good, good queer content. Yes, it is. Yes. I had a lot of good, good queer content this week. I did say her, her wife. Or girlfriend, or you yeah. did. Are they married? I don't know if uh, don't they're at least involved. Yeah, yeah. Engaged, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's next? Next is Moth and Whisper. Yay! Amber got to read Moth and Whisper and catch up. What did you Yay. think? I love it. I can't express to you how much this feels like a good thing. I don't know how to I don't know how to find words for this person is describing non-binary people so well. Oh really? And I love it. I don't know I anything feel like about I was this. I couldn't say something. I <laughs> just I don't know anything about this comic, so that's exciting to hear. So um, this do you want to explain? Well, so, I was going to say so the main character of the story is a non-binary person who is um, following in the footsteps of their parents who were spies and have all of these alternate identities that they've given to them. So they have male and female personas and they just switch them like their clothing and that appeals to me greatly. Though this is everything and they're, I need. they're using these identities to find their missing parents. So it's also got like that kind of Mm-hmm. angle to it too adding this to my list thank you it is quite good yeah the second issue came out this week and i taunted amber with it last time she was on the show because she didn't get to read the first one <laughs> and i'm glad you actually liked it after that and didn't come back and like oh no this is terrible alex what the fuck were you talking about i don't think that was a possibility i didn't think it was gonna happen but anxiety <laughs> <laughs> you should trust yourself more Eh. <laughs> if I trust myself too much, bad things happen. Oh no. <laughs> I have to keep myself in check, otherwise I get an ego. So, this issue actually continued in a way that I didn't expect it to. Um, they sneak into a party for a rich, you know, powerful family. Yeah, like the number two mob family in town. Right. 
And I loved this party sequence so much. It was very good. <laughs> and I don't know if I should spoil. I mean, we can call mild spoilers. I don't think there's anything like major in this it to isn't. spoil. Yeah. But mild spoiler. Yeah. If you want to read it first. The uh, son of the mob boss guy ends up working with Nikki because he's like, you've gotten the farthest so far. Yeah. <laughs> You're the best at this. I want to prove myself to dad. Let's team up. Let's team up. That seems like such a good idea. Yeah. Uh, I, I love the whole sequence of Nikki infiltrating, getting his fingerprints so he can get past the door. Or so they can get past the door and swap out into to using using his thumbprints get past the door and then swap out into security guard and it is very such, good. such like fun spycraft type stuff too. Yes, I'm so incredibly bummed could... this hasn't been on my radar. Like I'm looking at it now on Comicsology. I need this, Alex. Why didn't you tell her? I make a podcast about this shit. I can't help it if everyone doesn't always get to listen. <laughs> I'm a little behind on all podcasts. I apologize. No, it's all good. I don't expect anyone to ever be 100% all the time, and it's cool if people skip episodes to keep caught up. I just, <laughs> I also don't think to go, hey, here's every book that's great to every person I know. <laughs> well, now you can add this one uh, to your, your, your like list of five that you mentioned. Yeah. I just have a personal bias, I think, because you do that to me. I do that to a lot of people. It's easier to do that to people who are in my sight than people who are not. So Meg does not get hit as hard with the backlogging. Understandable. This is fair, but I do assume every book that I pick up that I wouldn't have originally picked up is because of Alex. And like half the time it's not. (laughs) When in doubt, blame Alex. Exactly. It's usually one of us. Exactly. All right. Anything else on Moth and Whisper? Not unless you can think of it. I cannot. It's very good. People should read it. Good. Good book. Let's talk about Oh Shit, It's Kim and Ken. It's number four, but it is maybe my favorite issue of this series so far. Like any of the miniseries, it's a prison break. (gasps) It is a Kim and Ken prison break. And it is so, so well executed. You read this right, Meg. I read it, but I think... Wait, I'm afraid I read the wrong one. Hang on. I'll try to find it. This is definitely something I need to catch up on. I've been meaning to for a while. Also, this might have been number three. I might, yeah, this was okay. three, not four. Okay. I just put the wrong number in my notes. Okay, because I was like, wait, I read three. And oh, the way this ended. Number three. Okay. Good issue. Yes. <laughs> so, it was like, so the Kims are in, are in a like prison ship on their way to an unescapable prison and kim d the rational kim is like trying to formulate plans and hack comm systems to call for help and all these things while kim q just picks fight after fight after fight and also joins a band but then fights all the band members and fights guard members and it's like six weeks worth of yeah like six weeks of just her picking fights while Kim D tries to figure out an escape plan. <laughs> They're not at and the actual spoilers. prison. This is like transportation to a planet that has like the worst prison. And like once they get yes. there, they're kind of fucked. 
Or if they so, get there, they're going to be fucked. Yeah. Spoilers. All of these fights are Kim Q's plan to consolidate power within the prison so she can start a riot to cover their, or the prison ship, to yes. start a riot to cover their escape, which is where the issue ends. Where it says and literally just, that next twist time. as it comes out is so wonderful. Yes. I also really liked, because I haven't read the original Kim and Kim run yet. It's on my list. And so getting some of Kim's backstory and about her father, which I knew, like, who he was and everything. But also, he is a total douche asshole. And, like, the fact that he keeps calling Kim. His minions are like, your daughter, Kim, and she and is on this prison. He's like... Well, if he wants to do stupid shit, I was like, oh, you are such a dick. So. Oh, yeah. And he constantly dead names her. Yes. And I, so I really, really hope we're going to lead to a showdown where he gets his face punched in. I think we have. To, I mean, I say that, but like he's in the first arc of it a lot and that never really happens. I no. feel like eventually, eventually something has to has to happen. Yeah. But yeah, I really liked it. The it it is, it's just a six week time montage. And Kim D never really seems to get like too frustrated. But the clear relief when uh when Kim Q is like, I've done it. It was just that's such a great panel. Well and it's a great like relationship moment too, because Kim D is usually cleaning up Kim Q's messes. Right. So for for once, Kim Q to, like, come through, that's actually a big thing for the two of them. Yeah. And then it says, literally, a prison riot. So excited. Yeah. All right. Let's just work down the list some. Catwoman, number four. Catwoman's fine. I don't know why I'm still reading this in issues. Like, it's going to do better in trade. That's, I mean, I know why I'm reading it in issues. I'm reading it in issues because if I read it in issues, I have an excuse to keep buying the art germ variants. That's true. The variants are so And if I gorgeous. buy it in trade, I don't get those. Yeah. Alex. I mean, okay, but in my defense, hang on, where is this? Where is this issue? They're so the pretty. Last one. In my defense, whoops, it was the very next one in the stack. And I do really like Joelle Jones, and I am all for making sure she continues to get to both write and do the art. Yes. I mean, that's a big part of it for me too. Like I'm, I would read this in trade if it weren't someone who was newer to DC, who I wanted to support. And also Amber has now taken this cover from me and is staring at it. Which cover is it? Clutching it to her, the art germ variant. Oh, okay. It's that one that I messaged the uh, Facebook chat with of like her and the, the ball gown mask and all that. It's so damn good. Claws. Yeah. (laughs) I think we've spent longer talking about the cover now than the book. Well, the actual issue is just... I mean, I feel like Catwoman's just, like, making amends for everything she's done in the past, and it's fine. And I feel like towards the end, we're, we're actually leading towards something, but... That sounds boring. Hmm? That sounds boring. My least favorite thing to see in Catwoman is her rehashing mistakes she's made. Especially if it means she's making them again. 
I think this is actually a means to a specific end narratively, so I'm fine with it here. But being honest, like this was closer to the kind of Catwoman story I don't like. Yeah. And it was only an issue of it, and it was well done, but I, I'm kind of on that same page, too, of... I feel like... It was fine. There a lot of Catwoman and Batman, this, like, last few arcs of Batman, were kind of that, of just, like, here are things that I did, and I'm making amends, and, like, how it's going to come back and bite her in the ass, and that's a little bit what this felt like again, where it's just like, I just want Catwoman to be Catwoman? And not, yes. I don't need a moody person who's, you know, going through all of her guilt. And I mean, it does feel like, like the end is maybe that there's a reason that she's there and that why she's going through this at the moment. But goddamn, I just Batman's I moody hate... enough. Sorry, I just you're good. I was gonna say I also hate when characters do this immense bullshit. I just want them to, like, own their mistakes and not relive through them a billion times. Yes. Yeah, and that's... I don't know. I could spend a long time on New 52 Catwoman and what did and didn't work there because I tried multiple times to jump in. This, I think, is going to use that to tell a new story. Whereas a lot of those are just, like, the same handful of beats ad nauseum um but i also feel like that is a big part of catwoman in solo books and that's why i think i struggle sometimes with them is because that character's dna is very much in making the same mistakes and causing collateral damage yeah and this bumps a little bit into brushes up against being that i think Maybe. We'll see. I mean, most of this issue is flashback, too. Yes. Yeah. Um, but the art in it is so, so good. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like The cover aside, like, Joel Jones's interiors are also very, very pretty. Yeah, it's, it's a Halloween story, too, in the flashback, and I really love the full two-page flashback of the Halloween party, or maybe... Um, Oh, I'm not even going to try to say it in Spanish, but the Day of the Dead instead. But El Día de los Muertos. Thank you. Um, that I would love, like as a artwork on the wall. I just it's so well done. Yeah, I would also say, like Little Kid Selena, I would read an entire book of. Oh, same. I really like, feel give like me my show. young Selena Paper Girls crossover. Yes. <laughs> Holy shit, that would be awesome. Yes. That would be amazing. Let's go to the Jeremy Whitley quarter, because there's a Jeremy Whitley <laughs> quarter this week. Uh-oh. Uh, uh-oh? Uh-oh. We have, this week, My Little Pony Nightmare Nights, a.k.a. Alex buys his first My Little Pony comic. <laughs> Last week we had Rainbow Bright. Yeah. And also this week is the trade of his Vampirella run. Which was so, so, so very good. Still need to read. Huh? Still need to read. Oh, you haven't read it all yet? No. Oh, it's so, so good. Anyway, let's start with Rainbow Bright, since that was last week. Yeah. I liked continue, it. Continue my immersion therapy. 
Yeah, I especially after talking to him and realizing that both of us kind of feared Rainbow Bright, I was like really curious where this was going to go. Um, I, I knew it wasn't going to be a horror comic, but still, <laughs> you never know where it's going to go. And no. I loved it. I thought it was the like perfect childlike awesome going into a different universe perfection i agree and apparently he has said on twitter that like he may have said this to us too but wisp is the most like him character he has ever written yeah uh in fact he got he got on twitter after this came out and talked about her mother being like asleep when she gets home and working jobs and like that actually like really heavily came from his childhood and like some people taking that as a commentary it's like no 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 don't get me wrong like my mom was this way and we had a great relationship and I had a wonderful childhood I'm trying to present this in a very positive light yeah just uh, uh, just because your parents were busy or you know trying to provide for you doesn't mean your childhood sucks yeah you can be busy and supportive yeah i really hope Um, willow's not gone i really hope she's not just uh for this issue i can't imagine that she would be like for a number of reasons i'm sure there's gonna be something that pulls her in right into this other world too But I just, as someone who grew up with a ton of siblings, like, summers especially, we spent day in, day out imagining and playing and running around and everything. Like, the lead up, her, Willow and Wisp playing around could have been my childhood, and I love it so much. Even the, like, the the parents walking over them, and they're just like, ah, you ruined the moment. I liked it. Yeah. Uh no, this is this is very, very good, and I'm definitely going to keep reading this. Oh yeah. Amber is making faces at me. Are you also I, terrified of Rainbow Bright? Because Rainbow Bright I is never terrifying. was like exposed to this as a child. I remember like like when cable companies would give you like a free weekend of Disney once a year to get you to buy Disney. We yes. never did, but like that weekend was always when Disney would have movie marathons too. And I remember I'd always catch the tail end of this one. Or at least I remember the tail end of this one. I probably watched more of it. But I always remember being like super, super freaked out by this movie and terrified <laughs> of Rainbow Bright. I don't have any feelings on it. <laughs> I don't remember anything about Rainbow Bright. Right. I remember more being scared of it than the thing itself. But Mm. this is fun, and this is like a cool all ages book that doesn't talk down, which is a thing Jeremy's very good at. Um, But I am one hundred percent on board with this. That being said, I do love My Little Pony like a lot. (laughs) Let's talk about My Little Pony. Yes, please. I want to hear all about My Little Pony Nightmare Nights, aka. My Little Pony Suicide Squad. Oh my god. <laughs> In which... Uh, 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 I'm bad at pony names. 
Nope. Which one? Not a clue. Mm, the one who goes into people's dreams and helps them deal with their nightmares. Uh, this doesn't sound like it's ringing a bell. Okay. Uh, well, it's that pony and the pony who in an alternate timeline is some kind of chaos, not chaos monster, but some sort of evil destroyer of worlds. Stygian? I guess so. Okay. We may be deep into some pony lore. I don't know. I gotta get into this. It also has Discord's sister in it. Discord is my favorite character. I think Discord is one of the characters who's going to get pulled into the team from what I've read. But the team, like, the, 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 the pony whose name we cannot come up with, who I think is maybe Celestia's sister? Oh, is it the, the dark one that has, like, moons on it? Yes. I don't remember her name. <laughs> I can look it up while you're talking. It's okay. I'm trying to uh, look basically, it up Basically, they get... They go into the world that, that Stygian is from because they think Celestia's been kidnapped and a uh, moon-themed pony. There's uh, Daybreaker Daybreaker and Nightmare Moon. Either of those? Oh, I think it's Nightmare Moon. Nightmare Moon, okay. Uh, Nightmare Moon's powers get taken and are going to be auctioned off in three days. So they have to get, after this, they're going to get together a team to invade this world that, good, this, this casino that goody two-shoes can't enter. So they have to pull together a team of My Little Pony, like, reformed villains. I'm so bummed I forgot to pick this up because it is, like, Suicide Squad meets the Oceans team in a casino and it's everything and I will probably grab it while I'm out today. Yeah, I uh, I got to the page where they're explaining, yes, this pony in an alternate universe is an evil creature that has destroyed the world. I'm like, oh, ponies can be destroyers of worlds. Okay. That explains <laughs> this why is, uh, of them. Yeah, that one. <laughs> this is definitely uh, not necessarily darker than I expected to be, but there's like way more self-loathing in ponies than I expected <laughs> there to be. This is the most Jeremy Riley <laughs> shit ever. I know it's fantastic. He's written a lot of My Little Pony. I actually have read like some of his some of his like one and done issues when we've talked to him before. But this just feels so quintessentially. Him. It is very very good. <laughs> um. Also, we've talked about Vampirella before. <clears throat> I think we mentioned it last week. Although I don't know, I was busy being kidnapped by a rogue AI. Um, but I think maybe Jen mentioned it. Um, it is very good and you should read it. It is not for kids at all, (laughs) which I know Jeremy said in our interview with him, not for kids at all. Asterisk, maybe some exceptions. Which we learned when me and my husband almost gave it to our 11 year old. Oh no. (laughs) And then you tried to take it back. And she's like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> well, you gotta get that introduction at some point in life, I guess. Yeah. Eh, maybe two more years. <laughs> I mean, if I recall correctly, her exact words were, oh, come on, Mom, what is it? Boobs? I've seen boobs. <laughs> <laughs> at which point I nearly wrecked the car, laughing so hard. <laughs> anyway. Accurate. Uh... 
But yes, check that out. Buy that trade. It's a volume two. You don't have to have read volume one. You can read volume one. But it's it's very, very good. And worth reading. Um, there are a couple of artists on it. It starts off with Andy Bellinger, whose work I'm really, really a fan of, too. So it's awesome. a good art book as well. Uh, keep on trucking. Blackbird number one. Which was out oh, yeah. last week, but we're going to talk about today. Am I the only one that I'm read it? I'm going to hand a copy to Amber to look at, because it's very pretty. Yeah, that's essentially okay. why I picked this up. Cause, so New York Comic Con was last week, and the one of two artists that I bought from was Jen Bartel, who also did a lot of... Uh, she, she also has like a beat cancer uh, comics stuff out, too. So like she was pretty much everywhere I worked, but... That's I, I had no idea what this comic's about or anything like that, but I was like, Jen Bartel art need. Which is the Jen Bartel is amazing and everything she does is wonderful. And if you don't follow her on Twitter or Instagram for good good art, you are doing those things wrong. Yes. I actually got the Hello There Catwoman. Hell there Hell Here. Yeah. Catwoman. Hell here, hello mm-hmm. there. It's like a neon sign that says hello there, but the uh the O, o and, the and the T are burnt out. Yeah, I got that at New York Comic Con signed and I need to get it framed. But uh, so, yeah, that was like the the driving force behind this for me. I still don't understand what this comic's about, but it is magic and parallel universes and having to drug trips, maybe drugs to deal with the fact that maybe you see things that aren't there. Maybe when you were a small child, some giant dragon cat beast saved you from death, and no one else remembers the thing, but you do for some reason, and you've spent your entire life trying to prove that it and wizards exist, and no one believes you? Yeah, and that's pretty much the comic. And I was like, I don't know what the hell we're setting up here, but I'm in for it. And It is fun, and it is gorgeous. Exactly. I was just about to say... Just flipping through it. It looks whack as hell. Yeah, <laughs> the art alone, like, I I honestly don't know if another artist could have made this cohesive as... Probably not. Um, so I am down for it. I know that, that others could have, but, like, I, this story is for this art 100%. Yes. So. Absolutely. Also, she's uh, okay. so nice. Sorry, she's so fucking nice. It was so nice to meet her finally. Yeah, I wanna, I wanna get to a show that she's at the next time she opens her shop online. Cause she'll like, rather than always selling stuff, like she'll open it for about a month and then close it and send stuff out, and then a yeah. couple months later open it again. I want to get her Wonder Woman print. She also, I'm saying this for Amber's benefit especially, does a lot of Sailor Moon. She does. Okay. She's one of my favorite artists. Okay, cool. I really want to buy some stuff too. She had a. I kept staring at it. It was Captain America and Wonder Woman. And and if my budget was not just so tight, I would have gotten that one too. But it's okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Meg, you read Infinite Dark this week. I did. Uh, Let me remember which. Oh. Oh, yeah. This is the space book. Yeah, the space book. Yeah. I don't know. It, pretty much if Marvel's going to put out a one, not Marvel, if Image is going to put out 
a number one issue, odds are I'm going to pick it up just to see. Um, I don't know if I'm going to continue with this one or wait for a trade to see like what's going on. Mostly because it's about a spaceship at the end of the universe. Like the apocalypse has happened and the spaceship and community is kind of here and maybe something's out. All of space is collapsing in on itself. And this is like the one outpost that's supposed to be everyone's refuge. Only no one gets there in time. Um, yeah, I think they're only like 20% full of what it's supposed to be. Yeah. And I think because I read Nameless so recently, this one (laughs) was a little bit harder for me to get into because it was like, I've already read my like space, don't fuck with my head, what is going on for like the next few months. I'm laughing because I mentioned this when me and Alex and Tim talked about it. Yeah, because we got preview (laughs) copy last time. Oh, yeah. Amber was on. Yeah. And I mentioned Nameless also. (laughs) Okay, I'm glad someone else thought of Nameless because I was like, that's what this feels like. It does. Um, And I feel like those sigils, they just add to it. Yeah, so I'm probably going to trade this one and keep up with it that way because... most of these feel like they read better that way but I really hope it's not as much of a mindfuck as Nameless says and maybe it stays in space Um, yeah I read that in single-ish issues and that was the worst that was like the worst experience of my life I I feel like I picked up number one of that flip through and I'm like no this will be read in trade I don't hate myself (laughs) like I love Grant Morrison sometimes it's like reading Jonathan Hickman in single issues. I hate myself that much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someday I want a Grant Morrison Jonathan Hickman collaboration. It will be the trippiest comic ever written, but it will be like so well organized. Maybe David Aha can do art. Yes, please. Yeah. That sounds good. So yeah. I'll uh, keep up with it in trade, but if you really liked Nameless or if you really like space horror, there's something that might be in the shadows trying to get you. It's, it's worth picking up. All right, Meg, this one is on you, but I know you and Tim were both talking about it in, in, <laughs> on uh, Facebook last night. Murder Falcon. So I picked this up again because I pick up image ones. And it was probably, if not the last book on my list, I was going to read the last book until Tim was like, guys, Murder Falcon. And I was like, fine, <laughs> fine. <laughs> So, Tim, this is us thinking about you at this moment at your quest. Um, imagine if you've got a guitar to fight crime, and when you play the guitar, a giant falcon comes out and beats up monsters, and it has a metal arm. <laughs> and... Now I really wish I had <laughs> Yeah. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen the cover. At the very least. So, yeah, it's like this metal rocker dude with a guitar. And then behind him is this very buff, very big falcon and these huge pants with like a metal arm rocking out. And yeah, that's this comic. 
Can I briefly draw attention to the fact that you just described a falcon as buff, and I am going to 100% call back to that tomorrow when we record Minds at York as soon as I can talk about Tobias being buff? Yes, you can. <laughs> and if you've okay. seen this cover, you would agree. This is buff. That falcon has the most glistening of fish lifters. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> yes! Um, so yeah, it's kind of like... Getting Meg to say she hates this is kind of like getting <laughs> Jin to snort. It is an achievement for me that I always try to hit once while recording. Oh, at least. I gotta remember that from now on. You're um, not a man, Alex. So yeah, it's kind of like the origin chapter of how they get together, I guess. But uh, the the guitarist is like he used to be popular every like a lot of people keep telling him how much they love his music and i guess he just can't write anymore or or his wife died that's right um so he just hasn't had inspiration and now he's taking that inspiration to beat up the monsters nice so it's it's going to be fun like it's trippy and i love it yeah, I get, like, shirtless bear fighter vibes off of it. Yeah. Also, they've got a great van. Like, I think that was what was in the back matter, was, like, I just wanted, like, a metal rocking 80s feeling with a van. Nice. Iceman, number two. Still a good, good book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it, but I... I'm a little worried about it. Like, why are you worried? We are leaning really hard into Iceman as the gay X-Men. A little. And like, I'm curious to see where it goes next, but if this entire miniseries is just like Marvel trying to get brownie points, especially when I'm really annoyed with Marvel today, um, I'm not down for that because I really like Iceman and I was really, really excited for this miniseries. But please don't I make don't, him the gay savior. I don't think it's just that. I definitely get how it comes across that way. And the first run of Cena Grace's Iceman was also very much about his identity and his coming out. But that's also, I think, just something he really wanted to write about because he is a gay writer in comics getting to do this and I think at least in terms of the writer it's coming from a very authentic place that's why it gets kind of a pass yeah okay that but makes I, more I get sense the, I get the concern too but it does feel like he's leaning really hard yeah <laughs> yeah like, I, I definitely laughed out loud at this comic, and I really like Iceman and, you know, letting him have his voice. Yeah. So. I cannot wait for the next issue that brings in uh, uh, Spider-Man and not Starfire. What is her name? Firebrand? Yeah. Yeah. From Spider-Man and his amazing friends. It's the Iceman and his amazing friends issue. <laughs> I'm very excited for that. Yeah, I'm definitely going to keep reading this. But it was just two issues in a row where I was like, okay, 
Have we got it out of our system? Are we good? Let me just sip on my coffee while we talk about Immortal Hulk. Talk about what? Immortal, Immortal Hulk. Oh, uh, okay. So Hulk Devil or Devil Hulk? Devil Hulk. <laughs> I thought this was with the end of the run, and then I saw that there's an Immortal Immortal Hulk 8, so I'm really confused what's going to happen next. But the Avengers are here to fight Bruce Banner. Yeah. Slash Um, Devil Hulk. I assume he's supposed to go through the green door, which is kind of the, the, like, thing they've alluded to a couple of times, and we really don't know what's on the other side, but it's got something to do with why the Hulk has become basically an immortal undead zombie thing that comes back to life every night. Right. And why Bruce Banner's father is like hitchhiking in different gamma irradiated characters, psyches. Was that metaphorical? No, literally, like, the dead spirit of his father is... Oh, no, I meant the green door. Oh, no, I think there's a literal green door that is opening. Like, it's metaphysical, but not metaphorical. Weird. Al Ewing. (laughs) Oh, I should be reading this. Yeah. Um, And then I think they announced at New York Comic Con, like, the next arc of... Not arc, but, like, their... I don't know if it's its own miniseries with this title, or if it's an arc, or exactly how it's going to be released, but, like... Coming early next year, we get Hulk in Hell. Mm. Which I'm guessing maybe what's on the other side of the green door. <laughs> that may explain a lot. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Uh, I love this book so much. And I didn't think I was going to enjoy the Hulk fights the Avengers issue anywhere near as much as I actually did. Yeah, it was a good fight. There's enough in the background that it doesn't just feel like a like we've got carol danvers who's stressing about the civilians in the town and you know jen is now suffering maybe from a psychological blow and it didn't feel just like a fight issue yeah. where it could, like which is what it could have just been you know like is tony going to escape or not who cares but there do, do feel actual repercussions which was cool yeah and uh thor gets in the theory that you know he could be he's kind of godlike in strength levels now it is it is possible that the hulk has become something unto a god yeah thor's like kind of freak out about that was really really well done yeah um also thor probably has a severe concussion yes cracked cranium pretty sure there's a some some concussion going on in there <laughs> probably i also I really I liked like the you'd... team up like everybody that got involved was that was great yeah except poor ghost rider who gets sidelined <laughs> immediately that's very true i forgot ghost rider was there <laughs> yeah that car's on fire and there's a skeleton in it <laughs> Uh, is it the same Ghost Rider that's in Avengers? Yes. Robbie Reyes? Yeah. It's that that Avengers lineup. (laughs) Uh, do you want to talk about Avengers? I didn't get to it yet. Um, let my brain reboot for a second. Namor? Yeah, Namor. 
So the fallout from shoot. What's its name? I haven't read it yet, so I don't know. Uh... Not not from this issue. Something that's happened before. Uh was it when Namor destroyed Wakanda? No. Was it one of the 18 times that Black Panther and Namor have tried to kill each other? <laughs> no, it was like a cataclysmic kind of kind of thing. I don't know. Anyway, uh, a bunch secret of Secret Wars? No. A bunch of uh all of Atlantis essentially got destroyed. And so all of his people I don't know. I haven't been keeping up with this. I don't know when that happened, because Atlantis is there in X-Men Red right now. That's odd. I have no idea. I'm sorry. I cannot help here. Some large being crashed into it, and I cannot remember what it is. <laughs> oh, was it one of the, the Celestials earlier in Avengers, maybe? I think so. Okay. Because, like I said, I've been spotty yeah. with Avengers. Um, but Namor's pissy, and what else is new? Yeah. <laughs> And essentially, he the Avengers are fighting, and he kind of backs down when Captain America talks to him. But he's put together his own like team, team up kind of thing, yeah. and that's essentially where things end for right now. But um. It was just, he's kind of more merciless and bloody than I've seen him before. So I'm wondering how that's going to turn out. He definitely had those moments in the Hickman stuff, but yes, yeah, I, I haven't read I've... this yet, so I don't know how maybe far past right. that it might be. Um, well, I think he maybe killed somebody. <laughs> That's fun. In the beginning of the issue. Oops. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Did I do that? I don't think it was accidental. <laughs> I've tried to work in some kind of Steve Urkel, Imperious Rex joke, but it's not coming, so we'll just move on. <laughs> in any case, he was still as unfairly attract- attractive as he always is. <laughs> I mean, I... He's such a garbage person, but I cannot help but seriously find everybody who writes draws him. He's like everything. a sea elf with abs. Exactly. Which is very much Amber's aesthetic. <laughs> yes. I don't even know how to talk about it. <laughs> Infinity Wars, number four. We'll just move on. We'll save you from yes. this. <laughs> uh, also very good. Yeah. <laughs> Getting some interesting shit. Loki's putting together a team. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. And it's all the people who, while trapped in the soul gym, apparently have infinity stones or can wield infinity stones in soul world, who he's systematically going through and, like, unmerging. <laughs> We've got Emma Frost, who had been merged with Wolverine, and you guys were right. It is whenever... He stabs, he can read people's minds. Yes. Nice. Um, we see Kang and Miss Marvel, I'm guessing Kamala Kang is the 
Kamala Kang. Portmanteau. Merged together and then unmerged. Well, they called her Miss Kang. Yes, Miss Kang. <laughs> um, who else? Who else is merged together in this one? Oh, uh, the Hulk and Hulk and Ant Man, little monster. <laughs> he was the so Lady tiny. Gaga Avenger. <laughs> he was so small. Oh, uh. I am all about this weird, weird roster of Loki's Avengers. I am too. I wondered I wondered why and how he was pulling together a team when the cover to that issue, I think it's five, came out mm-hmm. um, the next issue. But this was cool and fun. And was it in this or was it in another book where we saw like the Fin Fang Foom of Soul World? I don't think it was this one. Okay. It was like Fin Fang Foom combined with, I don't know, like Man-Thing or something. It was like Man-Thing Thang Foom. I don't... And it was terrifying and wonderful. How did I miss that? I don't know. I don't remember even what book it was in. I've read so much stuff. And it's still (laughs) not even all of it. I'm so behind you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Don't cry. It'll be okay. I will live. No one's ever died from not reading enough comics. Possibly. That sounds like a really fun serial killer. (laughs) That would maybe be Gwynpool's cause of death. She didn't get to that one issue she needed to have read. Yes. Oh god, that's so horrific to think about. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Geddon, speaking of causes of death and body counts. (laughs) That was fun. I still don't know how necessary narratively this event is, but it's fun. It is fun. Yeah. I like, all it's doing is getting me ready for the movie in December. Oh, so much. I want that movie to be here now already so much. I know they're not related. Are we talking about the Miles Morales one? Yes. The most recent trailer was so good. But, yeah, I agree. I like, I feel like the last spider meetup was just so soon that I'm like, is this necessary? It's not, but it's fun. And I can live with fun and well-executed and unnecessary. I don't know. I don't know how in I'm going to be on all of the tie-ins that are going to be starting up. The Christopher Priest one I'll definitely read, because Christopher Priest. Which one's that? But... Uh, I think it's the weird one with, like, Astro Spider and... I'll have to, I'll have to double check it. It's not Spider Women, or whatever that one's called. Spider Girls, maybe? Yeah. That one is Jody Hauser, and that's, like, gonna bridge Renew Your Vows into the Spider Girl ongoing she's gonna be writing, I think. I feel personally offended. Bye. (laughs) Girls. I mean, yeah. (laughs) But it's specifically uh, uh, Mayday and uh, it's like specifically people who have been Spider-Girl. Okay. It's not like Gwen Stacy and Jessica Drew and anyone who's Spider-Woman. It's specifically like teenagers who are called Spider-Girl. I get that gets a pass. Okay, that makes me feel better because I was curious about that. Looking at the (laughs) The lead-in stuff. It's like, 
the two of them and Anna Corazon or whoever. Okay. Uh, I'm glad Spider Gwen literally coming setting back. up a Spider Girl ongoing. Mm. Okay. I, I will be happy Spider Gwen, Ghost Spider, whatever is back, but yes. And if it's if that's the whole purpose of Spider Gwen, then cool. I'm okay with that. Uh, okay. We should probably wrap up soon. Um, Shades of Magic, Steel Prince, number one. Very, very good. Um, so this is a prequel book to Victoria Schwab's uh, Shades of Magic series, which is an actual novel um, trilogy. And this is about the king during Shades of Magic. His time as a prince and dealing with so really quick rundown shades of london is about london back in the oh, i can't remember if it's 1700s or 1800s but it's a layered london so we have gray london which is the london we know there's red london which is very powerful magic thriving london and then there's white london which magic has led to it's it's a power source and people like they can't keep a ruler very long because people keep killing each other for more power and then there's black london which has essentially been absorbed by magic and is completely dead and nobody talks about it so is that the corrupted one yes so yeah it's like different levels of corruption but like red london is supposed to be like the best london kind of thing and this prequel is about the king during the actual series and kind of showing that like he his dad wasn't necessarily a good dude and maybe red london's not as like great as you think it is and it's about his adventures which got him the title steel prince so you don't have to have read the series to i can attest to that okay good same (laughs) um And for the love of God, whoever Schwab has sold her soul to for cover art can continue. Like, I love, I have, I actually got all six variants at New York Comic Con. They're beautiful. So. Yeah. This has some good covers. Um, I'm very excited for this. She's a huge comic book fan, so it's really cool to see her branch out into it. And, uh, and if it brings more people back to her books, even better. So, but it's good to hear curious about him. that you guys could understand and enjoy it without. I liked it. Yeah. Yay! And I'm no stranger to books that have been converted into comic books. Uh huh. So I like that this is a prequel instead. Yeah. Yeah, she finished uh. the trilogy and basically went. That was a lot of fun, but I'm so not done with this world. So I think there's actually another book series that's in the works and things like that, but. Um, he's a great character. Like, I don't want to talk about him too much because he's not really in the first few book and a half. But to, like, explain who he is, but, like, seeing him as a, a young adult, I guess, is a lot of fun. Cool. And I might actually read this now. Yeah, I kind of want to, too. I highly, <laughs> like, so, since we're, like, it's, a lot of queer comic week. I will say the the actual series has a um non-binary character who is amazing and also 
um so many bisexual characters where it's just like this is a thing like it's not like a road to discovery kind of thing it's just like the prince of red london sleeps with everyone that's fun so <laughs> i i want you to understand understand me you have totally sold me on it now <laughs> <laughs> so i'm going to read this yeah she's it's if you it is her homage slash love letter to um the last airbender so if none of that sells you on it then you probably won't like the series but it's totally worth (laughs) it so and i'm very excited about the pirate queen coming so that'll be good yes (laughs) it was a lot of fun all right one more then i'm gonna is it still good some stuff and then we're done these savage shores number one which was also a last week book and is a vault comic we talked about this one in solicitations and we're super excited for it and i finally got to read it and it is very very good it is set in like the 1700s maybe 1600s while the uh british east india company is trying to colonize india and open trade routes and all of that and it's about this dude who, like, pisses off his friends and family and gets stuck on a ship to go out of London so he can't do any more damage to their reputation and work with the British East India Company. And basically, he gets in over his head very quickly. And also, he's a vampire. What? you just gonna slip that in there yes i was taking a drink i almost did a spit shot like okay and this is like the storytelling is excellent here but the art is so fucking gorgeous um see if i can find it in the stack here to make amber ooh and ah over (laughs) shit because that's a good thing to do in an audio medium uh, this is written by Ram V, illustrated by Sumit Kumar. Uh, and just take a look at the pretty, pretty art. Ooh. Um, but yeah, I don't necessarily have a whole, whole lot to say about this beyond it's just really good storytelling and really pretty, but it is absolutely worth checking out. Um... It's got, like, a very classical literary kind of feel to it in a way that, like, not just in its writing, but, like, in the art. It's, it looks like an illustration from an old high-end book printing, in a way. No, it does. Um, but it's, if you want, since we're in the spoopy time, Ooh. if you want something, like, that's horror but a little different, I think this will help you scratch that itch. It's just so good. I think I think this has already gone back for a second printing. Oh jeez. That's impressive. Yeah. Um okay, is it still good? Uh That's what I was saying, oh jeez about. Oh, yeah. He's so fucking ex- extra. <laughs> he is Oh, yes, he's a he he is very extra. <laughs> he is he is Almost bordering on being an Anne Rice reject. I was just thinking about that. <laughs> I was going to say, this looks... Hey, don't call them rejects. Well, him specifically. This okay, cover fair. 
like I'm looking at a small picture of it because Comixology, my Wi-Fi is being weird. It yeah. looks like a romance cover. I love it. Yes. There are some romance elements. There's a framing device that's like old, primordial, not gods, but maybe tried to eat their god and got cast down to earth character who's sort of a framing device. This is not ultimately Pretty Boy British Vampire's story. It's Good. theirs. I think, she, I, think, I think what she meant, though... Is it kind of looks like a Harlequin romance yes. novel? Oh well, exactly. yes, absolutely. Yes. That too. But that's by design, I think. Well, I, for, I would I hope so. For those reasons. <laughs> yeah. All right, Rock Earth number two, still good. Uh, the dragonflies explore their new worlds, and each kind of realize maybe the other is insane in their own way. Uh, Cursed Comics Cavalcade is like. A bunch of the best writers who are doing stuff for DC right now, and a bunch of the best artists who are doing stuff for DC right now, and is very, very good. Also, Magdalene Visaggio has an eight-page Superman story in it, in which Superman deals with sleep paralysis, and it is one of my favorite Superman stories ever. Uh, Also, there's a very good, very pretty Vita Ayala Wonder Woman. Um... Flash number 56, Flash has to escape Heatwave's brain. Hawkman number 5, Hawkman and the Atom team up in the microverse. Uh, Crowded number 3, Meg. We still don't know why there's a hit out. But people are still trying to kill her. Captain America number 4? Is this 4? This is 4, right? I think so. Amber. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> Captain America goes to save Sharon. And that's it, I guess. Okay. <laughs> I'm not very good at this. That's fine. <laughs> Domino number seven. Uh, Domino and friends go fight vampires in the Swiss Alps and then maybe get mistaken for vampires and become the target of a vampire war. Sweet. Okay. Uh, Venom number seven. Eddie meets evil Reed Richards. X-23 number five. Uh, Laura and Gabby enjoy some death day cake. <laughs> and we're not going to do a log box because I have to go away. <laughs> and also didn't have time to read more than like two pages of it. So we'll Wait, get back to normal. Unnatural number four. Everyone should go read the first arc of Unnatural. Oh shit, I missed that one. Yes, absolutely. I second that statement. <laughs> Sexy Pig Lady book. Sexy Pig okay. Lady dystopian book. Yes. Okay. Amber gave me a look on what the fuck is that. But yes, Trust me, you look at the artwork. I meant to ask you. And you're like, yeah. I don't want to read that. That looks stupid. And then you open it and you're like, well, fuck, this is my new favorite comic. Okay. Yeah. Uh, interspecies relationships become metaphor for non... Straight. Cishet relationships, yep. essentially. I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> 
We would like to thank Chase Parker for our intro voiceover. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, basically wherever the fuck you can listen to podcasts. I think there are probably some microwaves that will play us at this point. Uh, you can visit us on our website at panelologypodcast.com to listen, to submit questions, to find out how to stalk us on social media. If you would like to support us, rate and review us on iTunes, preferably with five stars. Share us with friends, share us with enemies, share us with complete strangers. I really don't care. Uh, if you feel financially generous, patreon.com slash panelology is a way to support us in a fiduciary sense. Okay. Uh, if you want more of Meg and me and Jen, who is not here but normally is, you can listen to us along with Tim at Minds at Yerk, which is our Animorphs reread podcast, uh, which we're recording the next episode of tomorrow night. Yeah, and I should... I should remember to read that book. Same. Uh, Meg, would you like to shout out your various podcasts? Sure. My other three are Judging Book Covers podcast, Fabulous Retellings podcast, and Handbook podcast. All of which book related, all of which a lot of fun. Awesome. Why are you staring at me? I don't know. I was going to see if you had anything you wanted to throw in there. <laughs> I do nothing, Alex. <laughs> We're trying to fix that. <laughs> We're working yeah. out. If you want to come talk books ever, give me a call. Okay. There you go. All right. I am still not a murderous AI, but I am, in fact, Alex. <laughs> I'm Amber. And I'm Megan. All right. Bye. Thank you both for being here. Mm-hmm.